And gather around the fire, we are back for another good episode of Camp Shivers. And today we are talking about, well basically, where all the horror icons originated in the 30s and 40s. And with me tonight, I have Joe, say hi. Hello, this is Joe from Monsters and Madman Reviews. Yes, go check it out on TikTok. Also, check out the band Ghost. Okay, you get three references. And I have Jake, say hi. Hey, how's it going? So anyway, in past episodes on the show, we've talked about our favorite horror icons, you know, Michael Myers, Jason, Art the Clown, all that. But we're going back to the beginning where, well, without these core of horror icons, we wouldn't have what we have today. And first, we're going to start off with one of my favorite, I know one of Jake's favorite, everyone's favorite vampire and probably the most famous, Count Dracula himself. Yes. So, Dracula, out of the five we're going to talk about today, is probably my fourth favorite of the group. This was the first sound horror movie. It came out in Valentine's Day in 1931. Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. I believe Valentine's it was February Day. 14th. Valentine's Day. So, my I bloody like Valentine. I like to establish that and chalk that up to Bella Lugosi being so fucking charming and bringing big fucking dick energy that everyone just fell in love with him. Bella Lugosi is probably the best actor of the bunch. He might not have been my favorite character in most of these, or my favorite, you know, personification in the movies, but he is by far the best actor of the bunch. Uh, he owns every fucking role he's done. It's incredible. Well, Joe, I can tell you like Bella Lugosi and you like Dracula. And, I mean, who can blame him? Every vampire now is based off of him pretty much um you know you see it in cartoons they have the accent which i know is bella lugosi's actual accent but you have you know the cape the the charm the big castle the brides you can't forget the brides no you can't so dracula joe we know you love him but jake what about you i like dracula it's definitely my favorite vampire i think my favorite portrayal of dracula is uh, Bram Stoker's where Gary Oldman played him that's just a really good movie I remember watching that with my dad when I was a little kid it was um, just a really fun uh, movie to watch and a fond memory um, and also I like him portrayed in Van Helsing yeah uh, Richard Roxborough he's my second favorite Dracula but I, you know nothing beats the classics so Bela Lugosi was great Christopher Lee was great so and let's not forget uh, Nosferatu that unauthorized Salem uh, lot that was yeah that whole thing is, one of the funniest things to me is where vampires die in sunlight actually came from Nosferatu because they tried to avoid the lawsuit that way yes I but, also uh, think it's funny if you actually read the book there's so much missing from the movie obviously now, granted I think the 1931 Dracula is the best Dracula but uh like, the ending fight with Dracula is so much different. Uh, Van Helsing just stakes his heart. In the book, they end up slicing his throat and stabbing him in the chest with a Bowie knife, and he turned into dust. But, uh, or mist, I think the book said. But uh, it's funny, there's so much stuff that you forget is in because they can't show it to you. You didn't see Dracula have long fangs in the 1931 you didn't see him turn into a wolf, but they talk about it. They're like, wow, there's a big wolf running across. Um, 
instead of garlic in the 1931, it's wolfsbane, which will come back later on for uh, the wolfman. But it's really, uh, it's really funny how this is really where it all started. Um, and isn't the book told in like journals? Yes. I have not read the book. I own it. I have to read it. I have to read all these books. But uh, I was just reading uh, Bill Skarsgård. The guy who played Pennywise in the new movies, um, new It movies, he's going to be in the new Nosferatu movie that they're remaking. So that yes. should be an interesting take with today's technology and movie making. Yes, no, and I uh, I know they've been doing a lot of uh, not remakes, but so uh, but reimaginings of these, like they did the Invisible Man. I know there's more. I know Blumhouse is behind a lot of this, so I'm excited to see where this goes. So, you know, only time will tell. But right. yeah, Dracula, as you guys know, he's uh, he's kind of the icon. And in a lot of these movies, he's the leader. When all these monsters get together, he's the guy in charge. He's kind of... I think I've said this before when we talk about uh, horror movies in general and like how slashers can cross over and all that. And I know this isn't exactly true, but I kind of view Dracula as like the devil of the Universal Studios monsters. I know he's not supposed to be Satan. I mean, some versions have him being like an offspring of Satan or whatnot. But he's like, I consider him, he's almost like the pinhead. If like pinhead was the devil of the slashers, I consider him like the devil of the classic monsters, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And uh, also, to add to this, uh, and Joe and I have talked about this before, but Dracula is based on a real person. One Vlad of my Im- favorite people in history, Vlad Tepes III, or Vlad the Impaler. Vlad Dracula. So he wasn't, I know he wasn't per se a good person, because he did a lot of awful stuff, so I'll say that right away. Like, probably shouldn't have been executing women for not being virgins. Probably shouldn't be locking homeless people in a dining hall and lighting it on fire. Those are all questionable choices that might not be acceptable. But he is definitely the world's fuck-around-and-find-out champion. Because he was taken away from his family when he was young. Uh, And then the Ottomans sent him back to rule, thinking he would be a puppet. So they put this person, they put through so much fucking misery in power, he wouldn't give up his faith... And then basically said, if you're going to be in my area, you need to comply. And they were like, well, we're in charge of you. And he's like, nice. going to nail your turbans to your fucking heads. We're going to impale your warriors. I'm going to use the, I believe, the first recorded biological warfare on them. I'm going to do bloodthirsty quick flash raids. Like, this man did not take shit. And he stood up for what he believed to be right. And that's something I admire. And Still keeping in mind that I know he wasn't really a good person. And the big thing about him is he would put his enemies on stakes and watch them die and dine while they were dying. So I always love the descriptions they show of like people on their sideways. So he'd insert the stick, stake anally and then lift it up so they would slide down the stake slowly. And they eventually would either pop out of their mouth or throat. And there was no evidence of him drinking blood, but... I mean, yeah, they believe that people said they saw he was drinking blood, but it was most likely a red wine. And I bet some of Dracula is also based on Elizabeth Bathory as well, the blood countess. The blood countess. She was a queen who would, who thought blood was uh, 
you know, rejuvenating, like, medicine to keep her youth. She'd kill virgin girls. She'd bathe in their blood. Sick bastard. But that's Dracula. Uh, when you think of vampires, you think of Dracula. You think of, again, the accent, the teeth, the cape, and you never drink wine. As we move on from Dracula, the next in our core is Frankenstein, or Frankenstein's monster. So after Dracula's success, Universal Studios really tried to uh, capitalize on the success they had in their sound horror movies, and they wanted Bela Lugosi to play Frankenstein's monster. He ended up playing Frankenstein's monster much later down the road, but he initially didn't want his face covered with this much makeup. So they did Boris Karloff instead, Karloff the Uncanny. Um, Frankenstein, out of the five, is my least favorite of these groups of monsters. Um, I don't know why. When I was a kid, I loved the imagery of Frankenstein's monster and all that. But to this day, I've read the book, I've seen the Karloff movie, I've seen several of the remakes, um, and I, I hate to say it, because as a horror fan, it's sacrilegious, but the monster himself, be his design cool, the story never did anything for me. I have some very cherished gifts and imagery. Uh, one of my prized possessions, my friend Jasmine, of Jasmine Rose Cosplay, sent me a... Uh, uh, Frankenstein's monster tobacco pipe and I love it it's a really cool display piece I have it in my room that watches me sleep but I've never fallen in love with the story Inspector Kemp Jake <laughs> will you talk to us uh, it's a classic so it, ha it earns a lot of respect um, I would truly like to see a remake something up to date that's good. Um, the basic idea of Frankenstein, where Dr. Frankenstein creates the monster, it gets out. It, it's the same. I want the same movie, but just with today's technology and the effects and, and things. I think it could be, and they could even change the timeline. It you know, it doesn't have to be in whatever it was, the 1700s or whatever. Um, they can be modern and make it, you know, he escapes and, you know, now... It's it is called the modern Prometheus. Exactly. So. Um, I did enjoy um, Victor Frankenstein. There was a movie that came out with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and yes. I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, and then there was I, Frankenstein. Yeah, with That one wasn't Aaron, That wasn't really Frankenstein. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, that was... And, and once again, I think... Karloff is the best Frankenstein's monster. And I think she's not on our list, but The Bride of Frankenstein, that movie, I think is significantly better. I think The Bride of Frankenstein and The Son of Frankenstein are the two best Frankenstein movies. And, uh, you know, like the book Dracula, Frankenstein is also told in journal entries and, like, flashbacks. Yeah. I know there's a movie like that. I believe it's with De Niro, I think. Cause yes, again, he did do a Frankenstein movie. Again, there's so many movies. But um, I, like, I, I agree with you, Jake. I'd like to uh, see a modern Frankenstein. And I want a, like you, I want it truer to the book. Right. Because in the monster, you know, he's this lumbering beast. In the book, he's uh, intelligent. He can talk. He asks, why did you bring me back? I think one of my favorite Frankenstein movies is Young Frankenstein. And that's where you get my Inspector Kemp. Yeah. 
Very it funny very movie. Funny. That was actually... Uh, I was exposed to uh, Frankenstein through Abbott and Costello. I remember watching those with you. Those are funny. But um, Young Frankenstein, that's... If you don't like horror, pure comedy. Jake, I watched it. We were laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. It was... Yeah. It was a fun time. So, uh... It's got Igor in it. <laughs> but, uh... No, please check that out. But, um... And Joe, actually, uh... I believe it's on Netflix or something, but, uh... There was a short film with David Harbour as, uh... Victor Frankenstein. That's funny. I love David Harbour. But, uh... So I haven't seen it. One thing I just wanted to say. Two things about the original Frankenstein movie... For some reason, they changed his name, so it was actually Henry Frankenstein in the movie, the yep. original. And also, the hunchback assistant is uh, named Fritz. He's not uh, Igor yet. Igor showed up in the third one, Son of Frankenstein, and he was played by Bela Lugosi. He's by far the best part of that movie. The actor who I'm used to playing the monster is uh, Glenn Strange. I know we played yeah, it in some other... He, uh, I think he did some stage production, some movies. So one nice thing about uh, Frankenstein is the big three horror actors of Universal. Uh, the uh, uh, he was played by Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, and Lon Chaney Jr. At some point, they each separately played him. That's awesome, but um, yeah, no Frankenstein. Again, horror icon. People dress up as the monster. Got the green skin head walking around like uh, you know they're on stilts uh, like being a string or something honestly him and Dracula it's not Halloween unless you see their imagery pretty much pretty much so again Frankenstein another icon great movie series is still going on like you Jake I do believe there needs to be a modern remake of it so as we move on here, and speaking of remakes, the one movie that should not have been remade, um, The Mummy. This is, I don't, this is weird to me because I don't really consider this like one of the core monsters. I know it is, but when I think of Universal Monsters, I don't think of The Mummy. So that's funny because to me, The Mummy is my second favorite, especially out of this group of five. Uh, of the Universal Monsters. So The Mummy came out in 1932, uh, played by Boris Karloff. He's coming hot off the heels of Frankenstein. Everybody loved him as a monster. So they cast him to play Imhotep or Ardith Bay. Uh, the Mummy is really more of like a twisted love story because every time I watch it, I feel bad for the people who are going through mm. what Imhotep is putting them through. But when I watch it, I go, that makes sense. If I was in Imhotep's shoes, I would be a little upset and maybe a little motivated to do what he was doing, too. Um, one of the real interesting things to me about the first Mummy movie is he's not lurching around in bandages and rags the whole time. He ends up disguising himself as an Egyptian, and most of the movie, if I'm not mistaken, takes place in England, and they're... They're trying to figure out what's going on, and Ardith Bay, who's actually Imhotep, is trying to reconnect with his lost love because he was a high priest, and it was forbidden, the relationship he had, and he's basically trying to get it back. He misses her. He loves her. This was... This is really one of those movies I like to watch around Valentine's Day. I think this is a masterpiece. 
I think Brandon Fraser's movies, as good as they are, didn't touch this. And I think all of the sequels this got, they changed the mummy. It was Carrie, Sinat Imhotep, and he's more of a servant to a superior force than being his own driving power. I don't think those sequels touch this. I don't think that Tom Cruise remake touched this. I think this is damn close to being a perfect movie. Jake, what do you think? Uh, I could go with or without the mummy. Yeah. I think of it as a skeleton wrapped in cloth. I mean, I grew up watching the Brendan Fraser ones, which are good movies. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of the original. Um, and then I've seen the Hammer production one, which was a good one. Um, it's just the mummy. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I, I, like, I think the concept is good and it's scary. And if I'm, I have to be in a certain mood to watch it. Yeah. I watched the mummy uh, a few years ago, the original mummy. Um, I didn't really like it. Probably should give it a rewatch. Probably will give it a rewatch. But I don't know. I just, when I think of, again, all these horror icons, the mummy doesn't really come to mind. I think of, as I call it, the big three, Dracula, Wolfman, and Frankenstein's monster. Because, I mean, you don't really see figures of Imhotep on people's lawns, but you see a ton of people dressed up as Dracula. There's not many cartoons of the mummy. Um, you see mummies, but they're not Imhotep, if you know what I've I mean. I've always wanted to do, I've said it to Dylan before, um, uh, Egyptian Halloween display. Um, it's expensive, and it's yeah. hard. But, uh... Yeah. Oh, Joe, question. Is his lover in the original, is that still Anaxuna Moon? I, f- I believe so, yeah. I forget. Well, uh... I can't speak Egyptian, so I can't tell you. I don't know. It's also coyote bong water. <laughs> no idea. Well, anyway, I did mention the three, uh, the big three, I call them, Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Wolfman. So let's move on to the Wolfman. Full moon, guy turns into a wolf. Lon Chaney Jr., and I know this is Jake's favorite monster, so you can start us off. Yeah. Um, the original's great. Lon Chaney Jr., uh, Bella Lugosi's in it. Um, I just think the concept of the Wolfman is cool. You know, he, the full moon, and my favorite portrayal of the Wolfman is, <laughs> I think it was 2010, 2011, the Wolfman, um, I can't think of the guy's name, but Benicio it had Benicio Del, Del Toro. Yeah, and it had Anthony Hopkins <laughs> as his father. Great movie. Hugo Weaving. Uh, yeah. The, Emily the, Blunt. Yes. You want to go through the, the, the stuntman, too? <laughs> yeah, I definitely can. Um, I do need to watch it. Great portrayal of the Wolfman. It was like the first Universal monster movie we got with new CGI. Um, Rick Baker. Thanks. And did you direct it? It was Nicholas Day. If you, if (laughs) anyone listening hasn't seen it, they should. Um, We were gonna watch it. It uh, has probably the best werewolf transformation scenes when he's in the. mental asylum there um the gore and kills are just great and um it just it actually freaks me out that movie because where he was first the werewolf or the wolfman rather where he becomes the wolfman um those people live in that town that small town and you know it shows a scene I'll never forget it where all the guys are in the bar, the pub, and the full moon hits, 
and you hear the werewolf howl. And all they do is lock the wooden door, grab the shotguns, and just hope that it doesn't come after them. Like that's going to do anything? Um, it, it also is very interesting how they show how he becomes the wolfman. Obviously, it's his father. Um, and you get to see two werewolves battle, which are which is that's, pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Cool. Um, and it leaves you on a cliffhanger. And actually... Uh, I was reading off a list of 2023 horror movies that are going to be coming out. And The Wolfman, it's just, it doesn't have a title yet. They're just calling it The Wolfman, is um, coming out. And it's supposedly supposed to be a sequel to this one. Which would be really cool with that. It would have to be Hugo Weaving. Because they left it on the cliffhanger. Because Anthony Hopkins and Benicio del Toro died. Both died, yeah. So, my personal opinion Wolfman from 1941 third best of the Universal Monsters. It used to be number two, but as I got older, the sadness of Imhotep really tugged at my heartstrings. But You do have a soft side, huh? I, it's weird when it comes <laughs> out, too. Uh, but I really love this one. Uh, Lon Chaney Jr. does a great job. Bela Lugosi's my favorite character in it as Bela the Gypsy, which is funny because his part is so Bella minuscule. Bela the Gypsy. That's funny. One of the There's a few things I think are funny about this movie, like Bela Lugosi turns into a wolf, like an actual wolf, but Lon Chaney Jr. turns into a wolf man. One of the things I really like about this movie is the pentagram that you see in the victim's hand, if you're the werewolf, beforehand. Um, I really love the design of the cane. Uh, I think out of the Universal Monsters, the wolfman himself is the second best design. Uh, and uh, the ending... So Hugo Weaving's who kills the werewolf at the end of the remake, and the father well, was actually, the werewolf. Well, actually, he's not. Who was? Emily Blunt. She shoots him. Oh, I thought Hugo Weaving shot him. No. Well, uh, yeah, she had the silver bullet, and as they, while well, he's on top of her as the wolfman, he, she thinks she can get him to realize who he is, which it does for a split second, but then the animal takes over. And right as she's about to get gored to death, she shoots him with a silver bullet. So I need to see this movie. It, it's yeah. a good movie, but you're a bigger fan of it than me. Yeah. Um, so I stand corrected. But either way, the father is a normal person in this and is who ends up killing the wolfman. He beats him to death with the silver cane, and then it turns into his son, which was a powerful scene to me. So overall, I'd say this is third place for me. Um, Much like how you'll probably go out. Probably. My dad hates me. We're doing something very stupid. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts? Well, the thing is, I have. I need to see this new Wolfman, uh, the 2010 movie. I really do want to see it. And uh, I, I have seen the 1941, but... I uh, have kind of forgotten it, so I need to see it again. And what I like is Lon Chaney Jr.'s portrayal. From all the werewolves I've seen in like other media and all that, the wolves, but in his portrayal, it's a hybrid. Oh, yeah. kind of. like like he's still a, he still has yeah. the human um, like figure, but it's just his face, his claws, a little wolf. The design is incredible. I personally usually prefer the hybrids, even though my favorite werewolf movie is an American Werewolf in London. Uh, but mm. I think well, that's a awesome. quadruped. That is a quadruped, so it's a little. Uh, yes. It's a little contradictory. That's another to great me. werewolf movie, though. Yes, it is.
And uh, one last thing. Uh, I know back in France, a long time ago, uh, there was the werewolf hysteria. And Jake, you mentioned that bar scene. And think about it. That's scary. It could be any one of them. Right. So could be trapped in there with them. And so <laughs> it's like, Joe, you're an idiot. Um, so anyway, werewolves see the full moon, become a wolf. And so we move on, and Joe, this is, I know, your favorite monster. The creature from the Black Lagoon. Yep, my favorite of the Universal Monsters. It's actually the youngest one, too. 1954 is the first movie. It's about a crew that head down into the Amazon, and they end up discovering a fish man they call the Gill Man. And he becomes infatuated with the woman and tries to kidnap her. Um... My favorite one of these movies, there's three of them, is actually the second one. It's uh, 1955's Revenge of the Creature, where they kidnap him, they capture him, bring him to SeaWorld, and then he escapes SeaWorld and proceeds to fuck up the Florida coastline. And then there's 1956's Creature Walks Among Us, which was a miscarriage. Didn't but like it? I did not like that one. Because they took what was special about the creature and really minimized it so he was a water creature fluent in the water that was his home he had gills and they just said hey let's take our special fish monster and just make him a fucking guy and it's awful it was really bad uh, and that was the biggest problem with it um one special thing too about this movie so like i said it's my my favorite of the group which is really strange because I tend to like the supernatural elements if we're doing monsters, and this one has no supernatural elements at all. But uh, Rico Browning, who played the creature, is the last living universal monster. I have his autograph. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is it's awesome. It's really special. And uh, one movie. I my wallet when I bought it, but it was awesome. <laughs> As I was saying, one movie I need to see, and Joe, this is, I know, one of your favorites, Humanoids from the Deep. Yes, that one is about rapey salmon people. Oh, my God. And another movie. Have you guys seen The Shape of Water? Uh, from the look Joe is giving me, I'll take that as a no. Jake, what do you think of Creature from the Black Lagoon? Second favorite. Second favorite. Why is that? Um, I just really like the monster design. Yes, and, uh, this is the best monster design out of the group. It the is. The sneakiness of something coming up from the deep and getting you was really cool. Um, would, much as I said, I'd like to see an updated Frankenstein story. I would give up all that to see a updated creature from the Black Lagoon because I think they could make a crazy movie. So I this didn't could. end up happening, but ironically enough, two directors before were tasked with doing a remake. John Carpenter was. And there were a few others in between, but Rob Zombie was going to, too. And I would have liked to see both versions of that. Copyright yeah. got in the way or something? I, I don't, well, no, because they were hired by Universal, but I feel like it was demand. And sometimes the remakes tanked of other things, so they didn't end up happening. I think it'll eventually be done. I oh, it'll so. be done. So, one special thing, too, is, uh, so we filmed these in my dad's fish room. Uh, my dad's favorite monster of all time is the creature from the Black Lagoon, and there's all kinds of creature from the Black Lagoon stuff in this room. But also above his fish tank there is a picture of the creature from the Black Lagoon surfing, and then on another wave is Jason, who's my favorite monster. And somewhere else, I don't remember where it is, it might be in my room, 
is the creature from the Black Lagoon teaching Jason how to swim. So that's, uh... Relax. I just want to take some pictures. Oh, that's creepy. But yeah, that's like something special, because the creature from the Black Lagoon, I grew up with it because of my dad. But then eventually I went and became my own person with Jason. And I kind of feel like that's what those pictures symbolize. Could they be a crossover? That would be funny, but the creature from the Black Lagoon would die in a couple minutes. He'd get his shit rocked. No, they could work the together. Say. That would be weird. That'd be like Michael Myers and Corey Cunningham. Yeah, we all know how we feel about Halloween ends. They'd be fucking up these kids in that camp. They'd be murdering them, drowning them, clawing them up. They'd be dancing macabre. Bruh. That's two. And anyway, um, my, uh, from the creature from the Black Lagoon, I had known about it thanks to Joe. I uh, never really watched it, but then I finally watched the movie. The music is great, and you know the signature scene of the woman swimming, and then the creatures just under her, just kind of stalking her. That always, that always got me. Um, I will say it's, uh, it might be one of my favorites too. I, it is one of my favorites because. I've always had, like, you know, out in the water, something might be under it, fear of, you know, the unknown, what's what's lurking down there, so. I, uh, I do like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Joe, thank you, you got me into it. You're welcome. And, uh... I also got you into the band Ghost. That's three. So, uh, for those who don't know, Joe's allowed a limited amount of ghost references per episode, and he just used them up. This episode may contain satanic panic. Seven inches of satanic panic? Yes, I can make ghost references too, Joe. Anyway, so that basically wraps up the five core universal monsters. Is there anything else you guys want to say? You have anything? Joe, you have something. Yeah, so in conclusion, really we wouldn't have the horror icons we have today. Because you can look at all of these guys and find elements of other creatures, monsters in them. Like I said, Dracula to me feels a lot like with the suaveness and sexuality, a lot like Pinhead. Uh, coming back from the dead and kind of having been like wronged in a way is like Jason with Frankenstein. With Imhotep, you can look at a lot of the modern day slashers or villains who lost something they loved, kind of like Jigsaw. Granted, you know, not the same story. There's so many werewolf movies that we wouldn't have today without Werewolves of London or... The Wolfman, those were the original two. Uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, like, really, think about it, like, Jaws was inspired by real shark attacks, but this was really the original under-the-water monster movie. And we have so many of those, like, we have Piranha nowadays, uh, Shape of Water, like you said, even Friday the 13th to some degree with the underwater elements. And that's just, like, scraping the surface, because you can look at so many other ones and see elements of different things in it. Like, even the Creature from the Black Lagoon theme song, if you pay attention to it, you can see where that inspired the Jaws theme. Hellboy. Abe Sapien with Creature. You can even go a little further and look at some of the other monsters, like uh, the uh, corpse of the Nazi guy who was also in Back Together. What was his name? Cronin? Carl Rupert Cronin or something? I think so. I don't so know. So he's like, you know, kind of like Frankenstein. There's vampires and Hellboy throughout. So you can really link these guys to almost all of them. I just watched The Addams Family, uh, well, Wednesday, the series. Lurch, the butler. Kind of like Frankenstein. Jake, what do you... No, I agree. I, this is the base and build-up to what we have now. 
and I just think that someone needs to do them justice and bring them back to life. One other thing we shouldn't forget is that Grandpa Munster is literally Count Dracula. <laughs> People forget about that. <laughs> yeah, don't bring up monsters because Rob Zombie's monsters was garbage. I think your home life is garbage. I think you look like a sack full of potatoes. All correct facts. Well, before they start fighting, I'll also have to add, yes, Jake. You used that as a verb. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, yes, Jake, I would like to see some uh, remakes with today's technology, Wolfman. Uh, it's going to happen, I told you. You know, they made the Invisible Man. I know Blumhouse has the rights to those uh, the monsters, so there will be something coming, fingers crossed, Come. but they'll all be good. I also want to mention a couple of our favorite movies. Uh, for those who love the top three Universal Monsters, I said, uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. You got Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman. And it's just, you know, Abbott and Costello, two idiots, trying to fight these monsters in the only way they can. The other movie... The Monster Squad. Monster Squad, yes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was purposely holding back on that one. That's one of the best movies ever. So, yeah, basically... Really um, good design of the creature from the Black Lagoon. The mummy was more like Kari's than Imhotep, but I don't think they actually named him. Give me the amulet, you bitch. Dylan, that's a naughty word. I don't um, care because it's a great movie, great crossover. Highly recommend you see it. So, and yeah, pretty much without these monsters, we wouldn't have what we have today. Uh, the influence is still there. Again, I want the remakes. So, fingers crossed, we'll get something good. And, you know, every Halloween, their legacy will never die. You see people dressed up in costumes, you see the figurines, the cartoons. So, that's it. And with that, I want to say, lock your cabins, put out the fire, huddle under the covers, and it's lights out. <laughs>